0: Body Mass Index in Industry. What is industry telling us about our patients? You're listening to ReachMD, XM, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician Roundtable. I'm Dr. Gary Cohn, your host. And with me today is Tom Gilliam, Ph.D. Tom has a Ph.D. in exercise physiology and is president of two companies. One is Industrial Physical Capability Services. He's also president of a company called MoveIt, Lose It, Live Healthy. And Tom's coming to us today from his office just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. And we're going to be talking about age, body mass index, and industry. Tom, thanks for uh, joining us today. appreciate your being here.
1: Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure.
0: You are an exercise physiologist. You work with docs. You have an interest in preventive medicine. Maybe tell us a little bit about how you got to where we are today.
1: I've always had a great deal of interest in the prevention of obesity, Whether it be in the workplace or just in general. And my training as an exercise physiologist basically, you know, we're out here promoting activity, we're promoting the caloric expenditure of things. My work at the University of Michigan, I had several NIH grants where we studied heart disease risk in young children, looking at a variety of risk factors uh, pertaining to heart disease. That kind of carried over my interest in the industry when I got involved in the industry back in uh, 82. And as we do physical capability strength testing in the industry. One of the things we do, Gary, is we measure the height and the weight of the individual. So we've had the luxury of collecting a lot of body mass index data over the years, and we've seen some very disturbing trends, and that really has has piqued my interest in terms of what we need to do in this particular area.
0: You've been in the business of various kinds of physical capability assessment for a long time. So what have you learned? Tell us a little bit about these disturbing trends. Well,
1: just for example, in the, in the last four or five years, we do about 30,000 new hire evaluations a year. And when we looked at the body mass index of these individuals in the year 2001, 32% of these new hire applicants, now these are people coming into your place to applying for a job, and these are mostly physically demanding jobs, and that's what really has me concerned, of those people had a BMI of 30 or more. And for those physicians not fully understanding body mass index, BMI, There's various stages to BMI, but a BMI of 30 or more is considered obesity, and and I know there's some controversy with that cutoff, but as your BMI increases up to 35 and greater, you're obese level 2, and then 40 and greater, you're obese level 3, which actually puts you in the morbidly obese category. So when we saw this in 2001, 32% of these applicants, and then here in 2007, that number has jumped to 39%. That's a 7% increase, which is a 17%, 18% increase overall from 2001 to 2006. So that's a lot of increase in obesity of new hire applicants coming in, into the door applying for these physically demanding jobs. And it's beginning to impact the entire selection process.
0: And and I know, Tom, you've been interested in and have written about the impact of age on obesity, and, and you've come to some interesting conclusions about that.
1: What we see is not very encouraging. The younger workforce, particularly those under the age of, of 40 and, and even in the 20-age bracket, they are gaining weight faster than those over the age of 50. In fact, as I say, the younger people are becoming fatter, faster than the older people, and that's exact opposite to what you would expect, and the impact on that in terms of your actuaries' planning and benefit plannings within a given company, which you know means now that you got to start figuring on you're going to have a fairly large number of obese people in your workforce in the age brackets of 20 or so, a lot sooner than you were planning on perhaps in the 40 and 50 age brackets. So we're seeing some very disturbing trends where that younger worker is getting fatter faster. We see that both with the male population and the female population.
0: You've been collecting this data for a long time. Is that a uh, a recent trend? Have you seen that way back when? Any thoughts?
1: We saw it in the 90s, Gary, but really didn't hit home. And it was nothing there to say, well, maybe this is a red flag. But right around 2000, these numbers started increasing rapidly. And so I would say that the trend today is much more disturbing. And in fact, we extrapolate out to the year 2011 or 12, I believe it is, and and we're we're showing that 41, 43 percent of the new hire applicant workforce will be obese. Now, you know, CDC reports combination obese and overweight, and there's a huge population of overweight, but we're just focusing on that obese worker right now, and so it's disturbing, and it's, it's really took off, so to speak, in the year 2000.
0: Mm. And I assume that that's going to have an impact on the workforce selection process.
1: Absolutely, particularly if for companies that have physically demanding jobs, and you need to have a person who is fit capable of doing that work, and uh, as a result, we're seeing the pool of fit workers is rapidly shrinking. And that's going to really, I think, present a great deal of difficulty to these companies that have physically demanding jobs. We have clients, they have workers that no longer can climb an OSHA regulated stepladder because they exceed the weight limit of that stepladder. We have people that can't go up in 30 feet into a cherry picker because they exceed the weight limit of, of safety harnesses. So it's impacting not just health care costs, but it's impacting how a company can and or might even do business or continue to remain competitive, for an example.
0: You are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Gary Cohn, and I'm speaking with Dr. Tom Gilliam, and we're talking about age and body mass index in industry, what it means to us as providers. So, Tom, the, obviously there's going to be some changes in a company's workforce selection process and maybe what the demographics are going to be forced to look like in the in the near future. Let me ask you this. When you provide physical capability assessment testing, are companies interested in height and weight? Do you add that to your report? Can you add that to your report?
1: We do have clients that have asked for the body mass index, and we do supply that because we do calculate that. The calculation is not part of the screening process, i.e. we don't look at that bmi saying well, this guy has a bmi of 50 don't hire him that's not what we use bmi for bmi is calculated from our perspective after we process all the physical capability testing but some clients are now looking at it from a standpoint if you do have a bmi of 40 or in in some cases a bmi of 50 and and it's funny but people you're never going to have anyone with a bmi of 50 but we re- routinely see people now with bmis of 50 and into the 60s and these are people who are walking into companies looking for jobs, and they have very difficult times performing jobs. So what companies are beginning to do is if you have a BMI of 50 or more, for an example, they're not saying you can't work here But they're going to look at you a little bit more stringently from a medical perspective and say, okay, we know the research is solid, that when that BMI hits 50 or morbidly obese, which is 40 and greater, you are much more susceptible to high blood pressure, your triglycerides, glucose readings, perhaps hip replacement joint. So they're going to look at you and screen you a little bit more, which they have the right to do. So that's how they're using it, not necessarily to deny employment, but saying, wait a minute, we know that you bring greater risk to our company. Therefore, we have to do a better, more detailed assessment on you.
0: So a company is obviously going to be interested in these kinds of issues because of healthcare costs down the road. Is it legal to be interested in that? Is obesity a protected class? It
1: isn't yet. I'm not sure it will be. I hope it doesn't because of the, just think of the economic ramifications. You know, when the American Disabilities Act got, you know, kicked in back in 92, I don't know the exact number, but I believe it was about less than 1% they predicted of the workforce would would qualify as a disabled individual. Well, when you're talking 30, 40% of your workforce is being obese, all of a sudden industry has to accommodate that volume of people, it's almost an impossible task. So some states, like Michigan, has legislated obesity to be a protected class. Some communities, particularly out in California, there's three or four of them, and I'm sure other states are now beginning to look at this, but it could spell very difficult times for industry if, for some reason, you have to start accommodating the obese worker. But the numbers are there, and and I'm sure this is being looked at on a regular basis. And there are groups out there that if you are obese, you can join that will defend you should you feel you're being discriminated against.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, let's take the other approach, doing something about it. Obviously, you've learned through your years of doing these assessments that uh, certain trends are in effect, and uh, your company is called Move It or Lose It. Obviously, you have some thoughts about some directions that maybe people can take either as individuals or as as groups.
1: Sure. One of the biggest things that we try to do with individuals, you go to bed at night, you wake (laughs) up tomorrow, and you don't wake up 40 pounds overweight or 100 pounds overweight. The obesity issue has been going on for about 25 years, growing for 25 years. And it's just, as I said, since the turn of the century is when we really really begun to see this thing take off. And so you gain two or three pounds a year and over 25, 30 years, you've gained 50, 60, 70, 80 pounds. Now, all of a sudden, you want to take it off because your company is saying to you, hey, if you have a normal weight, you have normal cholesterol, normal triglycerides, normal blood pressure, normal glucose, sugar, we're going to give you a lower premium or you're going to have a lower health deduction. And so they're saying, well, how do we do this? Well, it's going to take you two, three, four, five years for that to happen. The crash diet does not work. You take it off and you put it right back on plus some. So our move at Lose It Live Healthy approaches is, is to educate a person on what body weight is. And it's calories, calories in, calories out. It's a little bit more complex than that. But we try to convince educate them that you can manage your body weight, You're at where you're at today because of 20, 30, 40, 50 years of lifestyle that wasn't right. Now it's going to take you four or five years to correct it. And you can, and we're seeing that happening. We're seeing people taking control of their body weight and they're taking the weight off, they're keeping it off because they understand how to manage that body weight.
0: Tom, the issues of obesity and and medical problems, uh, we've all known those for lots of years. This connection, though, between body mass index and performance in industry is kind of a new paradigm. I was wondering how receptive have Companies been to the existence of the connections? Have you found fertile ground for these uh, discussions?
1: You know, for the last two or three years, what I like to do, Gary, is I love working with data. And as, I, and as I began to see these trends take place, we used to go back to our clients and say, wait a minute, you, you've got some things happening you need to be aware of. And we really didn't get their attention. Oh, oh yeah, okay. And But now because there's so much emphasis on what the insurance companies are demanding. There's so much emphasis on data coming out saying that if, for example, a recent study in the Annals of Internal Medicine, if you're morbidly obese, the average claim cost for a morbidly obese person in the healthcare industry, this was a study done at Duke University Hospital of people, the average claim cost was about fifty-one, fifty-two thousand dollars $52,000 versus $7,000 for a normal weight individual. And then tied into that was more lost work days and more claims. So... These numbers are beginning to register with industry, the CFO, if you will, and they're looking at this from a bottom line perspective. And so as a result, there's more and more interest in what we can do to promote a healthier workforce, recognizing It took years for this to reach this point, and it's going to take years to turn it
0: around. That is going to be an interesting time as companies become more interested in their bottom line and docs dovetail, hopefully, with their patients' interests. And uh, this is all very fertile ground for us. I I want to thank you, Tom, for joining us and discussing these issues. Dr. Tom Gilliam has been our guest today. We've been talking about age and body mass index in industry and what it means to us as providers and to our patients. I'm Dr. Gary Cohn. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com.